0: Hello, and welcome to episode two of Surviving the Modern World. I'm your host, Jason Wood. Now, if you listen to my other podcast that I had, my very first one, it was mostly an intro on myself. Um, If you already know me, no need to listen to it. Um, If not, then uh, thanks for listening. In two days, I had 119 downloads, which actually surprised me. That was. A lot more than I figured I would end up getting so hopefully people like it and uh, download this one and uh, maybe I can get a few listeners from here on out. Uh, I really appreciate it and uh, all right let's begin. The, the first one that I kind of figured that we would do is bugging in or bugging out. Now that's one of the first things that you always hear preppers talk about and that's kind of why whenever I was thinking what subject can we do Um, The very first one that I thought about was the most popular that you hear people talk about, of course. Um, Bugging in or bugging out. Now, for any of you guys that are new to prepping or just stumbled upon this and you're like, what the heck is bug in, bug out? Well, in the case of a shit hits the fan scenario, um, and, well, I guess we can go over those scenarios because some people are probably like, well, what the heck is going to happen? Meteors or zombies? Well, you never know. Um, it could be a government collapse and a lot of people think well that can't happen to us but look around Um, we've had a lot of historical things happen in our in our day and age and uh, like with the collapse of Greece um, nobody ever would have seen that coming and uh, there it is and you know our, our government's not very trustworthy and the entire reason that we became a country away from England was because of tyranny and overtaxing and taking away the rights. And if any of this sounds sounds familiar um, you know, look around the world that we live in right now because you know they're trying to take away our gun rights the second amendment is always being attacked but the thing is, is a lot of people are really afraid of that and you know I could do a whole show on just that but They've set it up, our forefathers knew that our um, presidents down the road could possibly be total retards, and so that's why if you actually read the Second Amendment, the stipulations that they posted into it, that the right shall not be infringed upon, that's pretty set in stone. And, you know, and I can go over that on a whole other show because the way, the one way around it, and uh, and I've read several books. And a lot of the books that I've read are fiction. You know, they're by uh, James Wesley Rawls or, you know, several other authors like that that do Doomsday. Um, in fact, the, the authors are just kind of stuck in my mind, but there's one other book, uh, One Second After, and uh, One Year After, and those are both really good books. But what happens in that was a total collapse of our government, which pretty much dissolved our constitution. And with the dissolving of our constitution, um, then they build upon it a new constitution with new rules. Second Amendment gone, and you know and that's a really big possibility. And I think that that's what our government's been looking into is what way could we get around all these, you know, pretty much stipulations that our forefathers put in place that say, you know, you cannot take away our rights, you cannot mess with our guns, you cannot do this the way that they can do that is just to collapse the entire system and rewrite a new one and so you know those books are extremely good books yeah they're a little bit out there but hey you never know what's going to happen our government's pretty dirty and shady i don't trust any of them um i don't know how you feel but that's just my opinion and i'm entitled to it so you know i mean you look at half of the politicians should be executed because they're treasonous and uh you know and quite honestly that's another thing that you know what I mean there are so many shows that I that I need to do that I feel like you know each subject could be an entire rambling show that I do here but um the one thing is you know they could try and take away our rights all day long and you know I I just don't feel that they have that power right now with the system and the stipulations that have been put in place just won't happen um they can try and try and try the president does not have absolute power if he comes up with some really stupid idea that he wants to you know, have Mount Rushmore destroyed and his face built out of a solid piece of gold, it, it's not going to happen you know, the president does not have absolute power um you know, our, our other congressmen and everybody in the senate and stuff they, they can come in and say no that's completely stupid, we're not going to go for it vote it out um, so you know, that's that's one thing that will never happen, is, is enough things stand in the way of, of our government taking over things, but if a collapse did happen, then that would be a scenario where they could erase everything. Um, so, alright, so anyway, we'll cover scenarios in another show. I'm kind of already rambling off onto another tangent there, but bugging in or bugging out. And the term bug out means, you know, hey... My home's under attack, my home is burning, Um, huge flood, tornado disaster, whatever. Um, Doesn't have to be zombies. Doesn't have to be government takeover. Doesn't have to be uh, another country coming in and taking us over. Doesn't have to be any of that. The, The thing is, is pretty much to get out of Dodge, get out of your danger zone, get out of, you know, your home escape. That is bugging out and a lot of people they have a bug out bag they call it and um or an inch bag and an inch bag is i'm never coming home that's pretty much just tons of acronyms in all this prepping stuff some of them you hear it and you're like what the heck tiat um, the end of the world as we know it there's just several of them so if i spit one out and, uh, and i don't explain it um, leave me a comment and i'll, I'll write you back and uh so, if anybody also wants to leave a comment on future show topics, um, my email for this show is at hotmail.com. And I will answer everybody that writes in. So, anyway, if, if you go to Bug Out, alright, and I'm broadcasting out of Utah right now. And so, I just got on the internet and was looking up a few stats. Um, one... The population in Utah is 2.9 million people, okay? That sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Um, In the scheme of the U.S., California is 38.8 million, okay? And so, I mean, we are just a fraction of California. Now, you take that and you say, all right, Utah is 2.9, roughly, you know, 3 million people. Now let's say some type of a natural disaster happens. Um, humongous earthquake wipes out the highway. Uh, let's say terrorists come in, blow up oil refineries, diesel refineries, uh, airports, you know, they're just crazy bastards. You just never know what those idiots are going to do. But let's say that they end up blowing stuff up, your town's under attack, and you have to leave. And so you grab your trusty bug-out bag, hopefully you have something you know prepared and and a bug out bag doesn't have to just be doomsday prepper zombie paranoid freaks uh what it could be is there's a lot of people that live back east in hurricane season and stuff they have bags that you know have sleeping bags and essentials to live and so in case of you know they have to grab it and run they have enough things inside of their bag that you know that they can definitely survive for a few days until they can get help and that's pretty much a bug out bag you know your bug out bag shouldn't be like you know your house in a backpack I mean there's just no way you could carry everything that you need but in that same sense you should put everything in that bag that you do need Um, if you're diabetic you should definitely have some medications or have them handy where you can grab them and go on the way you know maybe put some kind of an old tester in there some test strips uh... any of the stuff that you might need you know a whole bunch of syringes and that way you just have to grab the insulin out of the fridge and take off or your bottle of pills or whatever um, same thing with like you know, heart medication anything like that any type of medication that you would need you know things like that should be in a bug out bag um, and we'll go over bug out bags in a little bit but my point is with the bugging out a lot of people if they actually sit down and think about it you know and and, and everybody should have a bug out plan I, I don't care if you say I'm, I'm not going anywhere I'm gonna stay here and stand my ground and they'll find my body in a pile of brass hey that's fine you know I mean everybody should fight and defend for what they have earned and, and bought and, and they shouldn't be pushed out of their home but if it's some reason that you have to leave fire disaster um, you should have a plan in place Now, myself, you know, I have several plans in case something was to happen and I had to get out and I had to take off. Um, But if you don't, and you have a bag ready, and you haven't really gone over your route, that's something that you seriously need to think about. Because, one, how far is your location that you're going to go? Is it a friend's house, a relative, um, just a nice little flat clearing in the bushes you know that you're gonna go up there and and eat a granola bar and sit in a tent you know wherever it is you need to know where it is and you need to know how to get there and many ways to get there because roads might be clogged up in almost any natural disaster situation um, the highways become parking lots as soon as one idiot turns into another car and there's a big rack and a big pile up Everybody's stopped. Nobody's gonna be moving and no emergency vehicles are gonna be able to get through to clear highways. So don't plan on highways. Don't plan on jumping in your car and driving, you know, to California or somewhere, you know, just don't plan on vehicles as a total means. You know, yeah, that'd be great. If you can get in your truck, foresee it, load it up with everything that you need and take off. But a lot of the people, are last-minute people—they're not going to sit there and plan and watch—and you know they're just going to have to run out when it happens. And at that point, you know, have a have a backup plan. Um, you know, how far do I have to walk? If I have to walk, you know, thirty miles, are you in physically fit shape? Are you going to be able to make that thirty-mile journey with your family or your friends? And you know, right now with me, you know, I I could do it no problem, but I have a little three-year-old girl. And so she's not going to be carrying anything. And the 30 mile journey is going to really kill her. So, you know, you're not going to be going at a jogging pace with a little kid and my wife who's pregnant. She's over seven months pregnant right now. She's not carrying anything heavy. She's not running. You know, she's probably not even going to jog. And so you know you have to kind of plan and adjust and adapt because you know if something really bad happened right now and i had to grab my family and leave you know 90 percent of that is going to be on me i'm going to have to carry the gear and that's where some of the planning comes ahead like i i actually bought a works aero cart um the works company they've made some really cool yard working tools and stuff this is a cool little cart and um you know, maybe I can get up with them later on and, and uh, plug them, have them, you know, do something for us. But with the Works cart, AeroCart, um, it's like a little bathtub. That's what it looks like. It looks like a cam trailer bathtub. It's all steel. The whole thing's steel. The tires are solid rubber. You're not going to get a flat. Uh, the axle's steel. Everything on it is pretty heavy-duty built, And it's pretty neat because it has a dolly attachment, so the bottom plate flips out, and you can stack a lot of stuff on it or you can flip the legs down on the back and it becomes a cart. So you could pick it up and walk. I mean, you could lay a, a full grown man inside of it. You know, if somebody got shot, trampled, uh, tripped and fell, broke a leg, and everybody's like moving, you could throw somebody in this cart and haul them easily. Um, in fact, I saw it on an infomercial a few years back and uh, it was pretty neat. They had a, an old lady loaded up with 200 pounds of, of uh, weights and they had her run it through an obstacle course of cones, and uh, she actually raced a guy that was a pretty big guy, and he was pushing a wheelbarrow full of weights. Well, of course, his wheelbarrow tipped over because it's only got one wheel. The Works aero cart has two wheels, and, you know, they're, they're fairly cheap. You can get them on uh, the actual Works website, works.com and you can find them around $100. Usually, they'll throw in free shipping. And uh, Really good investment doesn't take up much room. You know, it stands up. You can put it in a corner somewhere But that is one of my things that I bought because you know with little kids pregnant wife You just never know and you can use it for all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you can use it for yard work what it's designed for Um, Makes your loads easy and well balanced So if I had to I could throw my gear my little girl's gear and my wife's gear all in this little cart and pull it and worst case scenario, my little girl gets tired. I can throw her on top of the gear and just keep pulling it, you know. And uh, it, it makes the load a lot easier to handle. But that's that's like worst case scenario. I'm walking down the highway with a wheelbarrow full of 200 pounds of gear and a pregnant wife and a kid. You know, um, you're going to have weapons slung. You know, somebody's going to see your stuff and want to take it. Um, so you know, do you have weapons ready? Um, You know your weapon of choice can be anything from you know a bow and arrow to a shotgun to an ar whatever whatever you feel you need you know but it should be ready and it should be battle tested and that's another whole show that i would like to do is on weapons and being proficient with your weapon and also making sure that your weapon is in good working order that it's oiled lubed that it's clean um a lot of people, they'll shoot their gun and they'll say, hey, you know what, I'll clean that later. And they just throw it in the closet and you forget about it. But you go to pull that thing out, you know, five, six months later, it's a filthy, nasty mess. It's not going to shoot at very accurate. You might even have jams and problems, you know. And uh, that's just something that you should always take care of your weapons. And if you take care of your weapons in a pinch, then they'll take care of you. And so with the whole population of, of Utah, Being around 2.9 million people, everybody's first response is, Well, I'll just go and hunt deer. I'll go kill a deer. Okay, that's great. You want to kill a deer? I also pulled that population up. And after the hunts in 2014, this is pretty much the newest data that the DNR had. It is the. population was three hundred and fifty five thousand six hundred plus deer and at that point they said that it was around a 68% um, you know fawn population with that because not all the does were producing some of the does were being killed so it wasn't a hundred percent which nothing ever is but so you got three hundred and fifty five thousand plus deer and you have 2.9 million people in the state. So if it's like a minor thing where it's just in your area alone, you know, you might be all right if everybody killed one deer. You know, that might that might last everybody about a good month. But, you know, there's some deer that are so far off, you're not gonna get them. So you knock that down. I mean, it, there's just no way. You know, and so everybody's backup food plans are, well, I'm gonna go hunt well also think about this if you're out hunting most people when they leave to go hunting they drive a car there what if what if the roads are parking lots you can't drive up to the mountains you know i mean you're gonna have to just take what you can get along the way but and that's another thing is routes um if you have a route to a location and and it's always good to have more than one location you know Um, you know at first I would like to definitely get up with my parents my kids everything make sure that everybody's all right, and you know group up nobody's gonna do this thing one guy in a tent somewhere in the mountains eating a granola bar with the AR you know it's just not real Um, you would have to band together and everybody would have to support each other and everybody would just have to you know come together as a community as as a nation as people and so if I was to walk to my parents home which is 30 miles away each way so you know, walking down a major highway it's not really a good route I mean that's where everybody's gonna be broke down pulled over sleeping in cars waiting that's where they're gonna start getting desperate okay so you, you want to definitely find like a side route um, and along that side route it might not be bad to uh, if you got a summer and you have a weekend or two or you say hey you know what i'm gonna go walk that route and you know find a good route possibly bury things along the route i mean if you have like a a little pelican case or um even just like a an old ammo can you know if you were to put some first aid supplies in it um maybe some food some uh, you know bic lighter maybe some cordage um Medication and some ammo, and maybe even something to you know purify water or some water. And if you were to take that and put it along your route and bury it, that would be you know treasure as you're walking to your location. Because I know for a fact, if I'm walking 30 miles and I'm carrying a cart with you know possibly two kids on it and a wife carrying a a little bit of the weight, I'm I'm not going to make 30 miles you know in a few hours it's just not gonna happen you know people are gonna need to stop and they're gonna get hungry and tired and you're gonna get tired I mean if you're packing all this extra gear you know then you know and possibly you're 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 uh, walking with a rifle slung you have a rifle slung and ammunition just put that on and see how much that weighs how much that adds to you and you know if you have body armor bulletproof vest any of that kind of stuff you're adding weight everything you do is adding weight and you know so if you're walking in a group you're gonna need a couple gallons of water you know water is eight pounds a gallon i mean it adds up everything adds up and so anyway if you were to bury a few supplies and a few things along the way to your bug out location Uh, Or even a grouping, you know, like where you're going to group up with other people, you know, you have a designated area where, hey, we're going to meet here and, you know, possibly even have uh, radios where you all know what frequency to get on. And, you know, we can go over that too with radios. That's kind of a a quick one, you know, because you could have, um, you know, like your um, UHF, BHF, little ham radios. Um, I love like, absolutely love the little Bale Fang radios. Those things are pretty cheap. You can get them for around 60 or less. And they come with lithium-ion batteries. I mean, they are just loaded with features. They have uh, hands-free push-to-talk ears, earsets. Um, they make tons of features and chargers, extra batteries with more life. They make all kinds of neat stuff. And so if you're, you know, if you're interested in this podcast because you you know you searched up the keywords uh you know bug out or uh, apocalypse or whatever you know whatever brought you to this podcast you know hopefully you're looking for ideas and advice and and you know and i don't have all the answers but i'm just gonna give you a few good ideas and if you take one thing from this show and say hey that was cool i'm gonna put that in my plan that's what i'd like to see but so if you guys had a, a an area that's designated because if I leave to go to a bug out location and the people that I'm going to meet up with Have another location that they're to go to you, know, you, you might miss each other You might not find each other and I mean 30 miles in a car. That's nothing. You can be there in 30 minutes or less But when you're on foot and you're walking for let's say two days to get there um, You know and they're not there <laughs> You know, and then you wait and you know you could be wasting a lot of time everybody could be scattering pretty quick so to come up with a group come up with a plan that is really really important and um, and to know how to communicate with each other you know if an EMP thing hits and you say oh well all the radios are fried well that's alright have a plan in advance know where you're gonna meet and so if you're not in physical shape like enough to walk 30 miles maybe even a hundred miles get there I mean you can do just about anything to get there you say well I don't have time well just do some standing lunges do some uh, standing bodyweight squats uh, get down and do push-ups I mean if you're not in very good physical shape to do a full body workout you're probably gonna look at maybe 10 minutes in a day and you're gonna be wore out you're not gonna be able to do two hours of push-ups I I, you know if you're trying to get into physically fit shape then start I mean anything is better than nothing so if you know hey I need to lose some pounds I need to get my cardio up I need to get my strength up if I'm hauling you know this gear and I have to walk 30 miles can I do it or am I gonna be dragging it and you know passing out on the side of the road so those are some some real uh, important things that you need to get yourself prepared for and You know, the other thing is you need to get mentally prepared too because I Know for a fact that if I'm walking with kids and my wife and There's a group of scumbags. I'm already gonna be on pretty high alert. I'm not gonna want to just hey How's it going guys leave us alone? I mean if they look pretty threatening and you've got your family You know, you need to be prepared to kill those people If you have to, I mean, you know, nobody wants to kill everybody just for no reason. But if you've got your family, you need to have the mindset that we're going to live. You know, we're not out here walking around with a shotgun and an AR and a pistol and knives or whatever. We're going to go look for trouble along our route. You know, nobody has that mentality. But there are some people that take advantage. I mean, every time that there's a, you know, major catastrophe, you have looters. You got people that are breaking out store windows, stealing TVs, you know, there's scumbags out there, I I don't care, I mean, there's not everybody's a scumbag, but there's a lot of them out there, there's a lot of freeloaders and a lot of entitlements that, you know, if their food stamp card quits working, they're going to freak out and beat the McDonald's worker up because they didn't get their Big Mac meal that they're entitled to, you know, you're going to have those people out there, and so whenever these uh, situations happen, and you have food, and you have water, and you have things, they're, they don't care. You know, they don't care now. They're, they don't care that your tax money is paying for their lifestyle. They, they don't care. So whenever you come walking down the highway, and you've got a couple gallons of water, and a couple of MREs, and some food, and maybe even a tent, some sleeping bag, and they see you coming, and they don't have anything... What's gonna make their mind change? What's gonna make them say, "Oh, well, that's not my stuff." No, man, they're entitledists. They think that the world owes them something. And guess what? That's gonna be you. They're gonna want your stuff. You have to be mentally prepared enough to be able to take those people out, or to you know let them know, "Hey, don't mess with me." I mean, if you have to fire a few shots in the air, that's great, but just be prepared. And that's a big thing because a lot of people may not have that mindset. You know, they may just think, well, I'm just heading this way. And you know, hopefully we get there and the world's just hunky dory. And everybody's, you know, loving each other, puppies, kitties, crap, but it's not, there's a lot of dirt bags out there. So, and hopefully if you get to your bug out location, you actually have another plan because if you get to a location, and you don't have food and water stored there. You don't have a way to make food or water. Um, You don't have seeds, you don't have pretty much water. I mean, if you're relying on running water coming out of a sink somewhere, it may not happen. There's a lot of cities that their water comes through pumps. And if a power grid fails, your water fails. And so, I mean, you know, there's a lot of places that are gravity flow and that's great, that's really good. know maybe look into your area maybe say hey does my water come to my house from a big pump station or you know because a lot of people's water might come 100 miles away from where you are might be a reservoir in the mountains and you just never know and so that might be a thing to look into especially if you haven't settled in purchased a home yet you're kind of young you're looking at you know i'm looking for a better job i'm looking for a better place to live You know maybe think some of these key things through like you know hey if I live in this you know total piece of crap state like you know California where you know you got thirty eight point eight million people you know I lived there I lived in California for two years and I hated it all the time you know it was just there's homeless everywhere it's the all the time you get like a notice on your door hey by the way don't be drinking your water it's full of lead and you're like well, that would have been nice to know, you know, I've been drinking this water out of my faucet for, you know, six months now and I'm, you know, how long did it take for them to give me the notice? They probably knew about it for a year, you know, our government again, man, they're kind of dirtbags so you can't really, you know, you can't really trust them. You know, and then also California, they're always in a drought. I mean, I don't know, I think it just, I, just, I hated living there and if you live there and you love it, hey, I'm sorry. You know, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it but you know so the other thing is is like okay if you get to your bug out location let's say you got this awesome cabin up in the mountains you got a beautiful river you know you've got all this firewood that you go up there and chop all the time and it's sitting there dried and ready for you to burn and you know you've got lots of land up there you know and uh guns everything everything's looking good you got deer walking around well that stuff's only gonna last you so long And then you're gonna need you know an alternative you know long-term plan so seeds garden seeds and that's one thing that a lot of people don't really like think about is you know garden seeds those would be worth their weight in gold I mean more than gold because you can't eat gold you can't grow food from it you can't do anything with it it's shiny you know maybe get a raccoon or a squirrel to come look at it kill it and eat that but other than that gold and silver in a situation where you need seeds you need water bullets you know the gold's not going to do you any good um and i am a big fan of of collecting gold and silver i mean that's just something that you know it's it's not a bad idea to have those type of things for barter um but in the meantime get that stuff after you have other things you know once you have seeds once you have tools once you have water purification methods once you have a a pretty stable you know setup and a plan then sure go ahead start hoarding up gold silver whatever you want to do but the other thing about it is is um some people want to bug in and i totally don't blame them i mean you know i live in a in a pretty well you know enforced home and and uh there's not a whole lot of ways in it's it's pretty guarded but at the same time, um, how long would I last here? You know, if um, if the town's ripping itself apart, people are going door to door in groups trying to gather up and loot. You know, and there's me, a three-year-old girl, and a pregnant woman that's seven months pregnant and five two hundred and ten pounds. What are we gonna do against eighty people? You know, and I mean, yeah, you got you got your good old AR, you got your twelve gauge. How many people can you take out before they take you out? And the things that you have, they're going to want it. And that goes right back to that mentality, looting. I mean, if you haven't seen any of these riots and lootings, go on YouTube. Just type in looters. I mean, it'll blow you away. They'll steal the stupidest crap too. You know, I mean, here you're in a, you know, total collapse. There's no electricity. Everybody's starving and looking for things and they'll steal a TV. I mean, that's just how stupid people are. And, you know, they they just hang on to this uh, old world value of things. You know, they might bust into a jewelry store and steal all the rings. And that's great. Those people will die, you know, and hopefully they die quick. Hopefully somebody takes them out. But, you know, um, to bug in, I mean, uh, you know, that's not bad if it seems like, well, hey, you know, the power's just been out for a week, and we don't really know why because... We have no information but it's getting pretty crappy you know i'm running out of water uh, the water pumps quit working you know I'm, I'm sitting here in this house and i can hear gunfire day and night and it's you know boy, we better just stay in our house you know that's not gonna last you very long and you know especially if you you know you go outside and you say well okay i got my seeds i'm gonna try and grow a garden here chances are you're gonna get overran you know that that's where you need to start banding together you know so Defending your location. That's not bad, but you need to know when the situation calls for you to take off and Hopefully you have a good stronghold um, or a good community. Maybe you can talk to your neighbors I mean, maybe you've got some really cool neighbors Where you could say hey man like if stuff ever goes down, you know, not not saying, you know I hope it does but if you know stuff goes down, you know, do you guys have my back? Is there any way? That you know, we could maybe take on a portion of this prepping load um, some people just have cool neighbors. I mean, I've had way cool neighbors and I've had some real crappy neighbors, you know, but at the same time, you know, they're your neighbors. And I mean, you know, you guys should really be willing to band together and help each other in a, in a situation. And, and hopefully they're cool with that. And, you know, I mean, if somebody says, hey, yeah, maybe I'll start raising rabbits. My kids have been wanting rabbits. That's killer. That's that's a really renewable food source. Um, or if you've got a neighbor that's got chickens maybe don't go complain to the cops if the chicken gets into your yard once i mean you know because maybe if some crap goes down and you want a chicken egg you know that guy's probably gonna look at you and go well you were kind of that whiny little bitch that was like oh a chicken's in my yard you know call the cops you know so try and be cool with your neighbors i mean you know not not so you can get something from them later but just try and be cool with each other, you know? I mean, you just never know when you might depend on each other. And, you know, like during the Great Depression, um, they, they actually, there's several books that I've read about stuff like that. Um, TV shows. I'm, I'm a big, huge history fan on uh, several things. But whenever the Great Depression happened, and I mean, look around. We're almost there now. But people hunted um, deer, and all kinds of rabbits and, and birds and stuff. I mean, they pretty much hunted their areas clean. And, you know, it can happen pretty quick. And uh, especially populations. I mean, California, 38.8 million. Texas, you're looking at 26.9 million people. And that's really not that bad because Texas is like the size of, you know, 40 countries out there. You know, and they're pretty spread out, but still a lot of people. New York, that's 8.4 million people. But if you ever looked at the size of New York, I mean, you could fit like 10 of them in California, you know, I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. So really the population in New York is pretty intense. And, you know, they have, you know, I'm sure that they have massive pumps delivering water. You know, you've got people living on 100 level housing. You know I mean? There's just, you know, that a place like that would be a really terrible place to be in a very populated city if uh, crap went down. I would definitely want to be living in a pretty rural area. Um, be easier to survive, easier to to find and do things. I mean, if you're living in an apartment complex and you have no land, you know, don't try and bug in. Just get out of there. Um, even if you've got to go to a, a farm and say, hey, guess what, I'm your new worker. I mean, whatever you need done, the power's out, you're going to need a few extra hands. You know, I see you got a lot of chickens and cows whatever i can do with a shovel i'm your new man you know and i'll just work for food and uh you know that i mean that's something that we're all gonna have to look into you know maybe you know people that own farms you know and uh, be willing to go and help them out because they're you know you've got people uh, i've got a really good friend uh really good family that we know and and they have a, a pretty good sized farm they have a lot of cattle and uh you know they I, you know they used to have quite a few chickens but they they wouldn't be able to handle all the work if there was no diesel if there was no power um it would be really challenging you know and so um you know we would definitely want to go and help them so that they don't lose all their livestock and you know and they're really good people and you know so i mean that's just one thing you know everybody would have to band together and help and uh so with with the bugging out the one thing that I kind of was looking at on bug out bags and and there's no real perfect you know right and wrong bug out bag I mean you really have to customize that for your needs I mean if you can bug out and you can grab your bag and you can be in your location in a day then you don't need very much stuff in that bag you I mean maybe a flashlight for the night and stuff like that but with me I know for a fact that if I've got to work. Or walk 30 miles, you know, that I, I definitely need something a little bit more substantial, you know, especially three, four people with me, maybe five, six, maybe pick up a few people on the way and they're not prepared. So you need to be overly prepared to a point. So I, I would always carry some form of shelter. Um, I mean, you don't have to have that big six man, four man tent. I mean, Even like if you had some of those emergency blankets, you know, in a pinch, you know, you could really make something, you know, to house three, four people. Huddle up, I mean, it's gonna get cold no matter where you are at night, it gets cold. Um, And with that, have a form of combustion. And a really good rule of thumb to have is, if you have one item, one is none. Uh, You can count on that thing breaking and becoming useless and you have nothing so one is none and two is one so if you have one bic lighter in there and that's your only fuel source that's the only way that you know how to make a fire and somehow your bug out bag gets slammed around and that lighter gets cracked and all the fluids out what are you gonna do you know hopefully you know how to make a bow drill fire hopefully you have maybe some batteries and a gum wrapper and you can start a fire that way but not everybody's MacGyver. So with that, you know, one is none, two is one. And so, you know, a shelter, you know, you can put four or five of those little space blankets in a bag, they don't weigh anything and you can smash them down to where they're, you know, the size of a pack of gum. So, combustion, couple of of ways. I always keep three or four ways of combustion. Without combustion, it's a cold night, you know, and, you know, or uh, no way in heck you're going to make water clean. So, then you you might need some cordage. I mean, some people can go without it. Hey, I would want cordage. You could do so many things, you know. Um, you, know you could tie off things. You could tie your cart to your belt so you don't have to use your hands. So You have hands free. Um, in fact, my little brother was looking at building a few really cool like a bug-out, I don't know how you'd say it, like a handcart thing, they're really cool and they mount to your hips and um, you know you could load up a lot of stuff, walk, both hands are free, you know, you have a rifle in your hands, you're walking, hey that, you know, life's great, that's cool. Um, clean water, some way to make water clean, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, those little life straws and kind of up in the air on those because if you read them, they're only good for like 30 gallons i mean they're not really you know they're not like a permanent thing that you'd want to get and for as much room as they take up i would almost just rather grab a whole bunch of those um you know, like uh water purification tablets you get some of those and uh oasis they make some they're really good and you know you get 10 tablets they weigh nothing they take up no room at all and they're pretty cheap and they last quite a few years just make sure that you rotate them out but you know i mean even if you had one that was good for a gallon and you dropped it in a quart bottle and it was really old i'm sure it would still do the job you know um but clean water if you don't have clean water and you're walking two or three days i mean you're done because they they always say you know you can go three days without water now that's true but let's look at this how dehydrated were you to begin at those three days were you hydrated probably not i'm usually always a little bit dehydrated i never drink enough water um number two that's three days if you pretty much just sit on your butt if you're not going anywhere you're not exerting now if you're packing a hundred pounds of gear in a cart you know and you're gonna have hills nothing's perfectly flat you're going to be walking up hills, you're going to be helping other people. You're going to get thirsty really, really fast. So your 3-day window, will probably just cut down to a day. So, reality, you go a day on a major long hike, you're probably going to like pass out. So, or have problems. So, water is really, really important. That's right up there with combustion in my eyes. And weapons. Now, you know, that's that's all up to you. Weapons are personal. You know whatever you're good at whatever you have you know training with whatever whatever you have you know that's that's great there's no right and wrong on that but with me personally um, in my bug out bag I carry a Ruger 9mm okay and in my wife's bug out bag guess what else there's a Ruger 9mm they both take the same magazines and so in each bag there's extra mags and guess what else there is there's extra bullets so if something was to happen we were taking fire she drops down behind a tree and you know i'm sitting there and i'm out of ammo she can throw me a mag you know and her mag will fit my gun so you know the same thing with ars i mean they're pretty universal you throw me a mag it's hey it's on so carrying like guns that take like magazines and like ammo You can't go wrong i mean you know i don't care if you're carrying a 22 a 12 gauge whatever i would just recommend carrying like ammo like weapons so that you know you're not running around trying to unload one mag to load another mag i mean that's a lot of time so food food's not really that important um i would definitely carry in my bags i have some of those little emergency fuel like Food bars or whatever the heck they are those uh they're like apple cinnamon you can get them at walmart um if you ate the whole thing it's like 3,000 calories uh those things are about five dollars a piece and well worth it um i mean it tastes like you're eating apple cinnamon cardboard but you know what if you've got a little kid and they don't understand what's going on and they're hungry i can deal with hunger You know, I can deal with it if I've got a goal and I say, hey, you know what? We need to be here at this time. You know, I might eat a little bit, but my kid is going to get and, you know, or you never know. You might be traveling with somebody and they have kids and they didn't bring anything because they were not prepared. They thought you were the crazy one. Why would you be ready for this crap? And they just never got ready. And just because they were a dumbass back then doesn't mean you have to be a dick to them. I mean, if they're down and out. Hey, it goes all back to your help your neighbor thing, okay? And um so I mean you might also need tools. You know, some people carry like a leatherman, and that's not bad. That's a good idea. Um, maybe even like a pry bar, a tire iron, um, a little crowbar. Um, I actually have a really cool one that I just bought, and it's by a gear wrench, is what it's called. And it's got an indexing head and it extends out, so it's a pry bar. That can be used to open doors open windows break windows do whatever you need to do with it and I mean it's pretty heavy you know it's it's a heavy-duty tool but I mean it it compacts down pretty light pretty little but then it also extends out pretty big and um, pretty impressive tool you can pick them up for around 65 70 bucks and I totally recommend them they're they're a great tool Um, the other thing too is sanitation Uh, A lot of people, that's one of the first things that happens in a disaster is nobody thinks about sanitation. You know, you you go in and it's like crap everywhere. Maybe maybe an earthquake, maybe sewer lines were broken. You've got raw sewage everywhere. Um, Even like porta-potties, people bring those in. Those are like the most disgusting places. You know, you go to a, a little park fair or something like that and they've got, those little you know blue shitter house things go in one of those after just like 20 people have used them it's it's disgusting people are like wild animals though they'll, they'll pee all over in there they'll crap on the seats i mean they stink already they're full of flies but you know if you're out you know walking around and you know you got to keep yourself clean you know you're going to be sweaty. Um, you know you may not have a roll of toilet paper I mean you might be using a leaf and that leaf might tear I mean you got to have some way to keep your hands clean you know and because spreading disease it can happen pretty quick and you may not always have the luxuries of hand sanitizer even though you can throw a little bottle in your bag and that's perfect you know I, I keep uh, wet wipes you know we had kids in diapers For a long time I mean wet wipes are amazing you know you get a package of them a pack will last you a long time if you're on something like this and you know I kind of already went over special needs um, but that can extend to anything I mean you know like me I've like when I was in the Marines I got hurt really bad in my leg and if I do a lot of hiking or any physical activity that's you know pretty crazy I definitely want to wear an ankle brace and You know, so that's one thing that I keep in my bug out bag for me is an ankle brace that I can slip on, tie it, keep my leg tight, and help prevent injury in that already injured leg. So, you know, and I don't wear it all day, I don't keep it, you know, with me all the time, but if I have to grab and go, it's in there. And, you know, so maybe if you need glasses or you wear contacts, and, you know, those are a real big pain in the butt. You've got dirty hands, you don't want to touch your eye. You know, you just took a crap in the bushes, now you're gonna put a new contact in? Get out of here, you're gonna have pink eye. You know, or something else. So, you know, if you wear contacts, hey, have a spare pair of glasses maybe in your bag. You know, something where you're not touching your eyes all the time. And, um, you know, diabetes, you know, make sure that you have your insulins, um, things like that. You know, autism, keep your medication in there. I mean, that would be a really bad deal to be dependent on some type of medication And not have it and so with that also clothing you know you should definitely keep extra clothing in your bag Um, and you don't have to I mean we're not talking like three pairs of pants and two shirts nobody has room for that crap you know you can make those pants last a week if you have to easily I mean okay but your socks no way man you cannot wear a pair of socks for a week straight you'll end up with some kind of gumbo crap that you'll never get rid of in your feet okay and underwear too you know you don't want to be wearing that same pair of underwear where you're sweating dragging crap around for a week i mean that's just terrible so you know maybe bring one or two pairs of underwear one or two pairs of socks and a beanie hat it's perfect maybe even some gloves you know whenever you uh go out at night go out on the highway at night just take a nice drive get out walk out at like midnight or 1130 at night just get out and walk around your car because that's what it's gonna be like if you're bugging out so if it's really cold during the summer hey I hope you don't have to bug out in the winter but a beanie hat some gloves socks underwear you know maybe even a spare shirt they don't take up a whole lot of room and they're pretty much a necessity I mean if you don't have that stuff in there you're gonna really wish that you did and you know the sky's the limit on a bug out bag you know you can get anywhere from a little teeny bag that you can just fill it clear for or you can get a great big bag some people i've seen them on like those uh natural disaster things they actually have like a full-blown north base backpacking backpack you know and that's awesome you know i mean if if you've got it set up to where you know your weight's distributed good you have a sleeping bag in there that's killer I mean that's the way to go especially if you have to break trail somewhere that's off the highway do it you know grab it and go Um, so I mean I don't know maybe that's something that you know everybody I hopefully you've thought this stuff through because that's the number one thing that you always hear is I'm gonna bug out I've got my bug out bag well I hate to break it to a lot of people but I'll bet you most people have no clue where they're gonna go they're gonna get there and what the hell they're gonna bring while they're trying to get there you know so I mean just think things through you know and if you don't have a clear game plan in your head hey work on it you know that's what this is all about this is all about preparedness it's uh, getting ready for the worst-case scenario and hopefully we never ever have to do it but it's kind of like the old saying with a gun it's like I would rather have a gun you know whenever I needed it then to need one and not have it and That goes with any of this prepping, you know, get yourself a bug out bag ready if Money is a, a deal, you know, build it up just a little bit at a time I mean, you don't have to go out and spend a thousand dollars, which is easy. You can spend a thousand easily um, You know, like I carry the uh, primus omni fuel stove and those are around $350 and then by the time you get a, a spare fuel bottle, you're out like another 30 bucks. And, you know, I, I bought a really nice anti-static siphon hose to go with it. You know, and that's like $15. So, I mean, right there, you know, you're into it over $400 just for a stove that will run on like propane, butane, um, alcohol, gasoline, diesel, um, paraffin which is actually from like your gas wells and your uh, oil wells it's not paraffin wax but you're also able to burn jp-8 which is a military fuel um and i mean and, and if you know there's military involved you know that fuel might be readily available but at the same time you know my little stove it will burn just about anything and with those little stoves and a lot of people just say well why would you want a little stove I can just build a little fire. Well, maybe you don't want to be seen. Maybe you don't want to have people go, hey, look, look, there's a big fire, or hey, I smell smoke, you know, let's go look for them. Somebody's out here. Somebody has things, you know. You don't want that, maybe. And maybe you're in a danger spot. And by firing up a little, you know, backpack stove, you know, there's no smoke you can extinguish it quickly very little light I mean you could stack rocks around it and make like a light shield that there's a ton of things that you could do with that that would be way better than building a campfire um you know and you could I mean you could fire it up in in a hurry you know and and maybe you guys are getting really really cold you ever tried to start a fire when you're freezing cold and your fingers don't work and you're winds blowing and you're looking around for something to stack up maybe it's raining maybe you don't have anything that's dry so a little backpacking stove would be phenomenal and you don't have to go with the one that will burn any fuel and all that cool stuff you know you could just get a pretty cheap one I mean I carry some of them on my store for $25 and they fold up they call them a pocket stove they fold up and they will fit in your pocket they are like smaller than a pack of cigarettes So, you know, you get one of those and, you know, about a five to seven dollar butane fuel canister that screws onto them. Hey, you're set. Both of those things weigh, you know, hardly anything at all, less than a pound. So you've got all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, and right there you're looking at under 30 bucks. So, you know, you don't have to start off with a $400 stove. You could easily start off with like a 30, $40 stove and work your way up from there you know maybe down the road you say hey I, I got quite a bit of money and I really wanted that omni-fuel stove that Jason's got because it's cool and you go ahead and buy it well then let's say like your little brother is just now getting into prepping and he's like man I need so much gear well, guess what hook him up give him that little you know your starter stove you know pass it along stuff like that lighten his burden you know or hers or whoever's whoever's uh getting your stuff but point is you don't have to start big you know you can start off with the smallest thing if you start off with a flashlight hey it's a start you know I would probably start with a backpack that way you can actually fill it full of the stuff that you buy but and I mean and if you wanted a more detailed like you know gear list that I have in my bag um just email me and you know like I said it's uh surviving the modern world At Hotmail.com. Pretty easy. Just the name of the show plus Hotmail.com. Can't get it even easier than that. But if you, you know, want any more information on this, or maybe you have a killer idea. You say, hey, you know, he didn't mention this. You know, well, there's a lot of things I didn't mention. You know, folding saws, those little, uh, you know, wire saws, little chainsaw saws, you know, things like that. Yeah, there's a ton of things. Sky's the limit. You can put anything in there. But if you're, you know, trying to just put, fancy high-tech gear that you don't really need, you know, I mean, it might be cool to have a little, uh, you know, those little, um, Goal Zero folding solar panel things where you can charge your phone, but you know what? That's like a luxury item that you'd take backpacking on a camping trip because, you know, if shit's really hitting the fan and going down, you may not have a cell phone that works, and now you're packing a lot of gear that doesn't really, you know, doesn't really need to be packed, so you know make your journey a little bit easier make it you know bearable but you know and if I missed anything on this um, and I think of something down the road you know maybe I'll do a second show maybe a, a deal and I'll reference this show again so you don't have to hear this whole show again um, you know I mean hey we're all just in this together we're kind of helping each other out learning and um, like I said if you have an idea that's really cool hey email me give me your name If you don't want your name put out there, then, you know, then just say, hey, don't put my name out here, but here's a cool thing that I want you to say. And, you know, and we can go back and, and, uh, you know, maybe I can add show notes. I'm not really sure how to do all this stuff yet. Like I said, I'm still learning. That's why you don't have any fancy music at the start or end. And, you know, we don't have any, uh, commercial breaks and no fancy ads for anybody yet, but, you know, hopefully we'll get there. And, uh, if not, then, you know, hopefully just hearing me run my mouth is uh, good enough. But, well, thanks again for listening. And uh, be safe and prep and get all your stuff in order. And uh, hopefully we'll see you here again soon. Thanks again for the support. I really appreciate that. That kind of made my day. Two days and 119 or something downloads. I mean, that's, that's a lot better than I thought I was going to get. So... Again, thank you very much for your support. And hopefully you like this, this uh, little podcast. So um, give me some feedback. Let me know. And uh, Semper Fi.